Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome back, everybody, to another Basement Binge episode, specifically the second monthly update of 2021 monthly update for January and February. Holy smokes, the month of January flew by. February, an even shorter month, it already feels like it's flying by, so I'm trying to get this episode out before the first week of February is over. Um, and also, a huge extended welcome to anybody watching on YouTube. I'm looking at a camera right now with all this lighting setup that's very warm, warm in here, and uh, it's a ton of fun. It's, it's very, very new. So, linked in the show notes if you're listening on a podcast player, the YouTube channel. Also, of course, it's just The Basement Binge. Uh, there's going to be the original audio over there. Um, having a video isn't something that I'm going to do for every podcast, just time-wise. not It would not be achievable. Um, but I was thinking that for these monthly updates and other things like the Blu-ray ranking, which is coming very, very soon, as in like a few days, as in like two days, maybe just one. Either way, for things like this that aren't the typical episode, I thought it'd be a lot of fun to try out looking at a camera and try not to look at my picture in the camera but the actual camera anyway welcome to the basement binge video if you're listening on youtube of course it's a podcast this is primarily an audio thing you don't feel like you're missing out on anything if you're not watching the video it's just literally me sitting in front of a bookshelf full of blu-rays so yeah continue to listen wherever you get your podcasts but on to the main topic which is the monthly update january flew by really quickly. It just, there's a lot of things happening personally and a lot of things I was trying to do with the podcast and I overwhelmed myself. It was nobody's fault but my own. I just, I still have the goal of releasing a hundred episodes this year. I'm behind, but I can still do it. Um, there's a lot in the pipeline that are coming out very, very soon. Um, but I just, I was trying to do too many things at once and I got overwhelmed and then I ended up just doing none of them. And so anyway, they're coming. Um, specifically, just a quick update on the Blu-ray ranking. I've been talking about that forever since like November, I think it was. And I've put so much work into it to the point where there, I was actually about to release it 
And then I was unsatisfied with it because I was like, okay, after all this work, I'm not going to let it be half-baked. So I put even more work into it. And then I sat down to record it. And I was trying with the video. It was the first video I recorded. And it just didn't go well. I wasn't able to finish it. I didn't know how long it would take. Um, both experiencing, experimenting with my video equipment. I probably took the longest just to set it up and all that. Anyway, so it is coming. But every single time I've sat down to record it, I just was unsatisfied with how well I was able to present all the work that went into it because it was a ton. And I just don't want... It's, it's, I'm doing it for me and I don't want to let down my own expectations, which is hard because sometimes I can be a perfectionist. Either way, it's coming very, very soon. And it's going to be a video that you can watch as well. But that's not what you're here for. You're here to listen to the monthly update for January and February. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, forgive me for reading off my phone, just the nature of it. I don't have a desk in front of me just for filming purposes. Um, so if I'm looking at my phone, it's because I'm reading these things. Um, yeah, let's get into the, the monthly update here. So if you are new to these monthly updates here at The Basement Binge, welcome. These are a ton of fun. It was something that started last year sometime where I just wanted to talk about and research things that were interesting to me happening in the film world, whether it was release dates, release dates being moved, you know, actors being involved in projects, announcements, you know, streaming releases, whatever, just things like that are really exciting to me. And I always kind of have my finger on the pulse with those things. And I just wanted to have fun with those. Um, so that's what turned into the monthly update. So it always starts by looking back, back to the previous month, which happens to be January of 2021, the first month of the year. So what, what happened? What happened in the film world in January of 2021? Um, so Wonder Woman 1984 continued its box office release and its HBO Max release for the part of the year we're going to talk about in a second. Um, but some other films were released, specifically The Marksman with Liam Neeson. It did really well. It was a film that finally took Wonder Woman from the box office, or maybe that was The Croods, if I remember. Either way, it was number one at the box office for two weeks in a row, which obviously would never happen if it wasn't the weird time of the box office that we're in. Uh, so yeah, it's a Liam Neeson film. It's doing pretty well for itself. Uh, had a $3 million, uh opening, and it's so far grossed $10 million globally. Um, the Little Things was also released on HBO Max and in theater. So The Little Things is the... Um, I'm blanking on his name. Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, or Rami, however you say his name, and Jared Leto, crime thriller. Um, simultaneous released on HBO Max and in theaters. I think I said Disney Plus earlier. If I did, forgive me. Um, but that's actually doing really well. It's now number one in the box office. It opened to 4.7 million um, and so far has garnered 1.4 million views on HBO Max. Um, so... If a movie ticket's about $4, that's roughly the same amount that it's making, you know? But I, I think a movie ticket's more than $4. So clearly more people are watching it on HBO Max, which is understandable because a lot of people don't have the option. But speaking of HBO Max and views that it's getting, Wonder Woman 1984 so far, well, I guess it's, it's not so far because it's done. Wonder Woman in its month on HBO Max helped HBO Max gain 40 million subscribers, which is a huge number, but obviously not big enough to take it in the category of Netflix or even Disney+. Plus. It's still not even close with those competitors, but it's getting there. And as we're going to talk about more, it seems like it's really going to be a contender because 
HBO Max actually has some really great content. There's a lot of things on there. Whether you've got kids, it's got a lot of great kids content. It's got Studio Ghibli films. It's got Warner Brothers films. It's got HBO films. It's got Warner Brothers television, HBO television, and a bunch of other things that I'm continually impressed with the amount of things that are on HBO Max. But none of those things are something that I would sign up for HBO Max for. I would sign up for HBO Max for some of these films that are being released in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. But you would stay with HBO Max for the other content that it has. So it's a great strategy. I know that in one of the previous monthly updates, it seemed like I was really against the HBO Max simultaneous release in theaters. I think that it was kind of a knee-jerk reaction to it. It was also the frustration, even though it doesn't personally affect me, that I had in the way HBO Max worked with the filmmakers, be that a director, actor, writer, whomever. And just the way that they did that without communicating with people, I thought was really wrong. Like, if I worked for a studio and I had a relationship with my boss or these people who employed me, and suddenly they just like changed the scenario of my work employment and the way I was paid, I'd be pretty upset. And I just, I thought that wasn't, it was weird. It's, it felt focused on the wrong things. But also you could say that the response to that and, and how actors want their money is to focus on the wrong thing. So I don't know. You win some and you lose some. But it, you can see that it is a good strategy because it also allows Warner Brothers to continue to release things because, you know, things are being delayed, which we're going to talk about in a second when we talk about looking forward. Um, so yeah, you can see that it's paying off for Warner Brothers and HBO Max. So good for them. Um, other things that happened this month, if you haven't heard, you can do some Googling about everything that's been going on with Reddit investing, specifically GameStop. I'm not a Wall Street professional. I don't have any good explanation of this beyond there were some Redditors who used their following on Reddit or a Reddit page to invest through the stock market in companies and help them stay alive longer than they normally would. And help them gain a lot of money. GameStop being the biggest, it's actually a ton of fun to read about. So if you haven't heard about that, there's something you can Google. Um, But one of the other companies that was benefited from this is AMC, the movie theater chain. I think it's one of the biggest in the world. They are no longer bankrupt, according to all the things I've read. Again, I don't have a strong explanation of this because I don't totally understand the stock market. And I also don't totally understand debt as a huge business as AMC is. But in essence, what you need to know is through the investing that happened through the Reddit things, they gained some more money. They were able to use that money and those assets to help manage their debts. Not necessarily that they're debt-free. They've, I've seen headlines that say they're debt-free, but I think it's just that they're better managed to the point where they're not going to be bankrupt. So that's good. They're not going to die, at least not yet. Um, other things that are announced um, happening that are pretty cool. Thor Love and Thunder is now filming in Australia under Taika Waititi's direction. And there's been some set photos released. If you want no spoiler, like, like this is just the, the tiniest, tiniest thing. But if you want to know absolutely nothing, skip ahead 30 seconds. Just literally, it's only going to be 30 seconds. Their set photos have revealed that the Guardians of the Galaxy are involved in Thor Love and Thunder, which is super exciting. Chris Pratt, um, Karen Gillan. Um, what's his name? James, James Gunn's younger brother, Josh. That's not his name. Anyway, Sean, Sean Gunn. They're all there. So that's super exciting. Um, other exciting news involving Disney and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ryan Coogler has signed a contract or a deal with Disney Plus, a five-year contract between his production company, Proximity Media, 
and Disney that will allow him to create television series for Disney streaming services, not just Marvel. It, the first one is going to be a Marvel series um, about the kingdom of Wakanda, which sounds sweet. Um, but this is a great deal for Ryan Coogler. Obviously, he's a hot filmmaker right now, and Disney snatched him up. But I think it was good for him, allowing him to be able to make the things that he's excited about and the things that he's good at. So that's super exciting. Other things that happened this month, um, Groundhog's Day happened, and the Groundhog, whatever his name is, Cyphercilius something, whatever his name is, saw a shadow. So six more weeks of winter, according to the hedgehog, or the, the Groundhog, not the hedgehog. Um, so yeah, those are things that happened in the world in January, specifically in the film world. Um, there are other things that you could say were announced, but those have to do with, you know, what's coming the next few months. So we'll get to those, um, things here at the basement binge. I set a goal and had a horrible start out of the blocks to release a hundred episodes in the year of 2021. That is still the goal and I'm still going to do it and have a much better plan for that, which I'll talk about at the very end. Um, but it was a lot of work and I realized that in order to have a good start, you have to have a clear plan. You got to know what you're doing. And so although the start was not at all what I thought it was going to be, you know, I thought my start to releasing 100 episodes was going to release some episodes and get in a flow and then kind of plan out the rest. You know, I had like a two to three week plan. Um, and so having that like crash and burn through just my own efforts was good because now it's allowing me to solidify what it is I'm going for so that the start is a good one. So that's exciting here at the basement binge. Um, WandaVision is going like crazy on Disney plus depending when you're listening to this. Another episode is coming out tomorrow for me. It's tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that episode five. I think it is the two episodes that were released at first have been throwing me off. I think it's episode five. Five. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I'm loving WandaVision. Wow. Words. Wanda vision if you want to hear my thoughts about it, go subscribe to Matt Goes to the Movies wherever you get the podcast. Um, he's a good friend. He's been on the podcast before. And we are doing The Mandalorian together. Matt, myself, and his friend Rob. It's tons of fun. We're doing that every week. Episodes come out every Monday night. So that's when we record it. It's tons and tons of fun. So go subscribe to that if you want to hear what I'm saying about WandaVision. Um, so yeah, other episodes that were released here at the Basement Binge is The Kid Who Would Be King. Barely got that out in the month of January. Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox is an episode that was coming, but it's had some technical difficulties. Thank you again, Isaac, for working on that. You're the best. Um, that is actually an episode that I'm extremely excited to release, especially with the editing work that Isaac's done. He got it to me and I was listening to it. There's some audio problems, so he's re resolving it. But having someone who can edit so much more intelligently and more creatively with skill than me is super exciting. And he's added tons of things to it on top of it just being an exciting episode on its own. So keep your ears peeled for that. And if you haven't subscribed to The Basement Binge, wherever you get your podcasts, now's the time to subscribe. So let me get a drink of water, then we'll talk about going forward. Looking forward to the month of February and also March, because we're partially into February and February is such a short month. But let's look forward into March and February. Um, it feels like things are actually happening again. I mean, January is always a slow month when it comes to film releases and film things happening. But although there's delays and things being pushed back, there is things that give me hope. I mean, it feels like things are happening again, which is super duper exciting. So, you know, at one point I had like 70 tabs open, uh, saved on my phone to prepare for this podcast. Um, 
which is fun. It's fun to have things happening. Sadly, some of them are things being delayed, but whatever, things are happening. So let's get into release dates. That's kind of the biggest thing looking forward. Things that are being released in the next two months, February and January. So on February 12th, Judas and the Black Messiah is going to be released on HBO Max and in theaters, one of those Warner Brother films. The early reviews from it look amazing. Um, I obviously have not seen it, but that's coming out February 12th. Then on Apple TV Plus, um, the Tom Holland Russo Brothers films Cherry about the PTSD, you know, um, veteran. It's coming out February 26th. That looks really, really good. That was a sweet trailer, by the way. There's a few trailers that I get really excited about anymore besides like franchise films because it's not so much that the trailer's exciting, but more of like the addition to the franchise is exciting. That's a little weird tangent. So trailers for independent films are difficult because it's like such a new experience. You don't have anything going into it. Um, Nonetheless, the Cherry trailer I thought was phenomenal and I'm actually really, really excited for that. I didn't have a lot of faith in the Russo brothers, but I think they're going to do... Where did that come from? Excuse me. The Russo brothers are going to do really amazing. Other things we're looking at here... Pacific Rim, The Black, which is an animated series coming to Netflix, had like a teaser, and that's being released on March 4th to Netflix. Again, that's Pacific Rim, The Black, obviously based off the Pacific Rim movies, and it's coming to Netflix. as this animated series that looks pretty sweet. It's also kind of fun to me that a film that you watch that is a live action, very much what feels like an anime it's not based off of an anime, you know, it's kind of just like loosely based off anime ideas came to live action. And now it's being made into an anime, which is super fun. Also legendary, you own the rights to Godzilla, King Kong and Pacific Rim. So you know where I'm going, make that happen. Pacific Rim, the black had no idea about that until like three days ago. So that's exciting. Uh, SpongeBob sponge on the run is coming to video on demand on March 4th, and also Paramount Plus, which is Paramount slash CBS's new streaming service. Um, Yeah, it's going to be there on March 4th. Chaos Walking is confirmed for March 5th. It really seems like they're sticking with it. They're releasing promotional material, including new posters um, and other things. I'm extremely excited for Chaos Walking. I haven't read the books. My sister has. I want to read the books, but I love Daisy Ridley. I love Tom Holland. I love Mads Mikkelsen. And I love Doug Lyman. He's actually one of my favorite directors. He has some serious hit or misses. Um, but, you know, Edge of Tomorrow was directed by, by him. The Born Identity. Um, Jumper, which is an underrated film. Mrs. and Mrs. Smith. You know, I love those films. And I'm really, really excited for Chaos Walking. And I actually thought that that trailer looked really good. Um, and when it comes to action sci-fi movies, trailers are difficult. I mean, action sci-fi in general is a difficult genre, but I showed it to my wife and she actually liked the trailer as well. So that's saying something. So that was going to be like January 12th or something like that. And then it got delayed to what is now March 5th. So that's super exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that a ton. I'm going to go see that in IMAX. Um, but that's going to be in theater release. Other, same thing, same date. I mean, um, March 5th, Raya and the Last Dragon is coming to Disney Plus Premiere Access. So similar thing to Mulan where it's like, $30 or something to get it. Um, but yeah, that is coming March 5th as well. That also looks amazing. I'm very, very excited for that. Then also coming in March, we get the Snyder Cut. That was confirmed to be released on March 18th. Um, there's also been announcements that it's 
received its rating. It's rated R. It's also received like an official runtime of, of like four hours or something like that. If I remember right, there was somewhere that was saying that it wasn't going to be an episodic thing anymore, where it was going to originally be like four one-hour episodes. I think it's just going to be one whole thing now. I don't know. We'll see what happens when it's released on March 18th. The day after that, on March 19th, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming to Disney+, Plus, which is way sooner than I thought. I thought that was coming in like June or August. So that's super duper exciting. Obviously, it's going to be really interesting to contrast that with WandaVision. Because I feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be more in line with the Winter Soldier, Captain America, the second film, and Civil War, where it's like action-packed, kind of gritty, political thriller type stuff. Um, but not so much the political thriller as is just like a, an action film where WandaVision is like nuts. So I, I was originally more excited for that than I was for WandaVision. As much as I'm loving WandaVision, you can imagine how excited I am for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, we also got a sweet trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong and a release date for that, which was moved because, I think, of the Snyder Cut being released on HBO Max. So that is being released on March 26th. Again, that's another Warner Brothers films that's being released in HBO Max, or excuse me, on HBO Max and in theaters at the same time. So that's super duper exciting. March 26th, Godzilla vs. Kong. Go watch that trailer. That's another good trailer. Um... Another thing with HBO Max and Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers, they've added James Wan's horror movie, Malignant, back to the calendar. Um, so far, setting it up for September 10th. Kind of a horror thriller directed by James Wan, um, which w- was originally to be D, like to be determined when the whole HBO Max Warner Brothers deal happened, but now it's confirmed for September 10th. So those are actual releases that are happening. Now, there are some releases that have been delayed. Um, the biggest one that kind of led it all very similar to 2020 as we're coming up on the anniversary of No Time to Die being delayed in 2020. It was delayed in March on like March 5th, if I remember right, to from April to June or May. I don't know. It was moved from its April release date. Now, it was originally set to be released in April. It's been moved again to October 8th. I think part of that is the pandemic continuing and the hope that I think it's Eon Productions, the broccoli people (laughs) um, hope to gain like a billion dollars from this film. I'm super excited for it. I just want it to be released. Um, But obviously they want to make some money from it. It's they're close to half a million, half a million, half a billion dollars from production and marketing costs. And they don't want to waste that on something. So they want their monies back. And there's also some ideas going out there that a lot of it could be that delay could be part of reshoots being demanded by companies, tech companies like Nokia, who had product placement in the film that now is outdated. And so they're demanding reshoots so that their products can be up to date when the film is actually re- released, which is understandable for the tech company, but it's also like the dumbest thing ever. Because who buys a Nokia phone based off a James Bond movie? Also, do they realize the amount of work that that would take? Daniel Craig is going to have to get back in James Bond shape. He's an old dude. I mean, older. And they're going to have to get a whole crew together and follow um, social distancing guidelines and health guidelines to be able to film, which obviously studios are figuring out how to do. But that's just a ton of work for a Nokia ad that I don't know how many phones that sells, but I don't know. I'm not involved in that world. Uh, another film was delayed, Nobody, which is kind of in the line of the John Wick films. 
from February 26th to April. The Last Night in Soho, which I, if I'm remembering not, is an Edgar Wright thriller, has been delayed from April 23rd to October 22nd. Morbius, the Jared Leto, you know, Spider-Man spinoff Sony thing, has been delayed all the way into January of 2022. That's an entire year away. A Quiet Place 2, delayed from April 23rd to September 7th. Ghostbusters Afterlife moved from June to November. Cinderella, the Sony film, delayed from February to July. So pretty much all the films that were going to be from February to April are delayed to late fall. You know, late summer to fall, period. Uh, Continuing down the list, Uncharted, which was going to be in July of 2021. The Sony film based off the video game with Tom Holland, which looks pretty sweet is going to be delayed all the way to February 11th of 2022. Again, a year away. It's like Dune all over again. Um, so, yeah. Also, Peter Rabbit 2 is delayed from April 2nd to June 11th, which I don't get why that doesn't go to streaming. Like, why is that film staying in theaters? The The demographic for Peter Rabbit 2, wouldn't you want to benefit the same way that, like, Trolls World Tour did? I would guess. I don't know. Maybe it's part of Sony's plan to show their determination to stick with a theater release um, because I actually saw their business increase when Warner Brothers made the HBO Max announcement. So maybe it's it's more, a more like long-term business mindset than so much benefiting from the Peter, Ta- Peter Rabbit 2 box office. It's more of like long-term business strategy. I don't know. I'm not a Sony ex- executive. I'm just guessing. Uh, Rumble, the Paramount, uh, animated film is being delayed all the way into 2022, which is crazy. So, well, I guess 2022 is just next year, but that, I don't know, it still feels like it's 2020 sometimes. So, to say 2022 feels forever away. So, what I was going to say is that it really, as much as I have some problems with the way Warner Brothers handled the HBO Max thing, it makes sense. And the fact that they involve theaters does mean a lot. Because they obviously want their films to continue to be released. And movie theaters to survive are going to have to rely on new films being released. So being able to have both through that, you know, symbiotic relationship um, is hopefully beneficial to both. And is, in some ways, I'm grateful for because films can actually be released instead of being delayed into infinity. Because who knows, these films that yeah, I just mentioned that are being delayed from the spring season, you know, the season that we're about to approach into late summer, early fall, or even late fall. Who knows, what if this is all going to happen again? What if Dune, that I'm looking forward to October 8th, or whatever the exact day is, is going to be July of next year? You know, I don't, I want Dune to succeed so badly. So I, I don't, like, this is a two-sided coin. I want to watch Dune more than anything but I want the film to succeed so that we can get more of it. So it's, you know, the studios are feeling the same way as me. It's, a, it's double-sided. So those are all the things that are being delayed. Top Gun Maverick, which currently has, I think, a July 4th spot or July 3rd, right around the July 4th weekend, is currently sticking to its guns. Um, in fact, the Paramount president of distribution, Chris Aronson, um, to quote, said, we have no plans to move our theatrical release of Top Gun. That's exactly what he said. Close quote. Um, there's also been statements that they do not plan to use it as part of Paramount Plus's launch or anything like that. So super quick note about Paramount Plus. It's another streaming service from a, a 
studio, which is excessive. You'd think that these people understand that there's only so many subscriptions that people can have and they pool together. I don't know. Kind of like Disney did with the Disney Plus bundle, but that's a different story because they all own that. But anyway, Paramount Plus is kind of a rebranding and rebuilding of CBS All Access. So in addition to getting all the CBS content, there's going to be a lot more Paramount content. There's Nickelodeon content on there. Um, That's coming out on March 4th. I don't know the price for it yet, but that's happening. But they have made it clear that they're not going to use Top Gun Maverick for that. They want it to be a theater release, which makes sense. I feel like that's a type of film that they went to a lot of work in production to have IMAX cameras in the cockpit and also film exceptionally with IMAX cameras. I mean, they got Joseph Kaczynski. That's not a type of film that you want to reduce to your screen the first time or, you know, to your phone screen the first time. Not that you can't have a good theater set up at home, but uh, yeah, you can. that's a film that's really a theater experience, and so they're sticking to it. We haven't had any news yet on Black Widow with a May 7th release and Fast 9 with a May 28th release, because that's kind of like at the end of the spring season, where the summer season starts. So it's kind of, you know, limbo area. Um, yeah, no news on that. Maybe keep your eyes on the Super Bowl commercials. Um, because super commercials is like $5 million for like a 30-second commercial, I think it is. So studios aren't going to want to waste their money twice. There's a lot of... I remember seeing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Disney Plus trailer. I remember seeing um, Black Widow trailer. I remember seeing the Top Gun Maverick trailer. I think there was a Fast 9 trailer like a week before the Super Bowl, and they made a huge event out of it with a concert, if I remember right. These studios don't want to spend that money twice. They already spent it once and had to delay it naturally. They don't want to do that twice. So if I would think that if they release a commercial at the Super Bowl, they're not going to delay the film again. If they did, I think that's kind of dumb because then they're just going to have to spend the marketing a third time. So keep your eyes on that if you watch the Super Bowl or just you know Google it afterwards like I'm going to. So things further out than the next two months, looking at, oh, there's an announcement that Loki is going to be released on Disney Plus in May 2021. That's just, I guess just I could just say May. <laughs> Silly. Anyway, Loki, super excited for that. Um, the Sony animated film Connected, which I'm super excited for. It's from the, uh, the creators of uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's now renamed The Mitchells versus The Machines, and it was sold to Netflix. There's no release date yet for it beyond just 2021, whatever that means. But that's exciting because we'll get that released. I'm looking forward to that film a lot. Uh, other things happening outside of film releases, Matt Reeves' Batman film is supposedly finishing um, filming in March. Um, finishing shooting them, they'll be able to wrap that. Sonic 2 is supposedly starting its production very soon in the next few months. already mentioned Paramount+. Plus. Uh, so that's some pretty exciting things we got coming up. Uh, something else random that I just listened to, like right before recording this, there was a uh, podcast that Tom Holland was on as a guest, the Variety Podcast, um, talking about Spider-Man Three. The guest almost got, or the host almost got something out of him. Um, but this is what he said. He called it the most ambitious standalone superhero film ever made. Like that for what you will. Maybe he's just super excited about it. Maybe it's part of his contract to promote it. But. It's exciting either way. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, looking back, I'm kind of iffy about Far From Home in a lot of ways. So hope, here's hoping that Spider-Man 3, especially with all those casting rumors and confirmations, I say in air quotes, that we've had 
looks like it's going to be a really exciting project, especially with the ideas that we're generating based off WandaVision and how that's going to lead into the multiverse of madness. And then later into Spider-Man 3, it seems like all three of those are going to be really, really strongly connected, which excites me for all of them even more. So there's that. In that same podcast interview, he was also asked, what role from a book or series would you really like to play? Um, and he re- lo- responded but with this, I quote, I've given, oh, let me start that again. I've got two roles coming up that I'm playing in the next few years that I'm really excited about, but I can't talk about them yet. But I mean, ultimately, as a young British lad who loves cinema, I'd love to be James Bond. So, you know, I'm just putting that out there. I look pretty good in a suit. I I don't know if that means something, you know, is he the next James Bond? There's been tons of talk about this. I mean, we haven't even got the final Daniel Craig James Bond film and people are always talking about who's the next James Bond. Um, That's interesting. When you listen to the audio, though, versus just reading it or having me read it to you, it kind of feels more of like a joke, more of you saying like, hey, you know, Broccoli's, if you're listening, I'd love to be James Bond type of thing. But it could just be Tom Holland's spirit, and he does have a tendency to reveal things he shouldn't. So, I mean, I think it'd be a sweet James Bond. Here's hoping. Um, Other things happening here at the basement binge. Moving on to that. Uh, Like I mentioned, 50, or excuse me, 100 episodes this year. Had a rough start for the month of January, but we're getting back in the swing of things by releasing this episode. You know, that's starting off things right. The goal is to be able to release at a minimum two episodes every week, um, if I can control that schedule still. Um, So I've got a sweet plan, you know, in the comments, in the Podchase reviews that you better be leaving. Um, Let me know what you think about this. I think it'd be really fun to binge a franchise or a series. There's a few that are on the shelf behind me that I've been waiting to watch and talk about. Um, And then after that, talk about three films, you know, like an important classic or historical film to expand my own horizons, but also to understand that. Um, And then, you know, some other films that I want to talk about, you know, or another hidden gem. So I've got this schedule that I've got typed up that I look at and I just, like, I just want it to, it's not like I want it to be a certain point because I want to skip anything. Like I just want to experience all those things already because I'm so excited about that, if that makes any sense. So the schedule that is happening that I'm working on very, very diligently and, and putting work in not just, you know, typing up a schedule, but actually recording episodes, I'm looking forward to a ton. There, there's a lot of things that I'm figuring out this new schedule, having Isaac editing the podcast is tons of fun and also clears up a lot of my time. Um, doing these YouTube videos and also just figuring out what it is to work on my own. I feel like I'm, I'm in a position where I can really groove with it and it's going to be a lot of fun what I'm able to release and we're both going to be able to enjoy. So there's that. Uh, let's wrap this thing up here. Moving on to questions. There have not been any submitted. If you want me to talk about anything, film related or not, submit a question. There's going to be a survey listed in the show notes. It's going to be at the very, very top. There's two surveys. There's one where you can submit questions and one where you can submit any type of creative work, whether it's your own or someone else's that you appreciate that you want me to shout out on the show. Um, Those are both just very, very simple forms that you can fill out. And I'll answer any questions you have. So go ahead and submit that. Um, Other announcements here. This is a section where if you guys were leaving reviews on Podchaser, I I could have a winner of this giveaway. You know, I want to be able to give back to you individuals as the audience, as the listeners. Um, and it's a lot of fun for me. And the way that I want to do that is by also getting help from you guys through Podchaser. So Podchaser, very, very simply, 
It's just a place where you can relieve reviews on podcasts, not just mine, any podcast. They're on Podchaser. So it's very, very simple. What you do, go to podchaser.com slash the basement binge, create yourself an account. If you don't have one, it's totally free. And then follow the basement binge and then leave reviews. You can leave a review on the podcast as a whole, you know, just the basement binge podcast or any podcast for that matter. And also on individual episodes. And within each month, so right now for the month of February, every review that you leave, whether it's on an episode that was released this month or past episodes, every review you leave, you're entered into a um, giveaway. It's a very, very simple giveaway. It's just a screen pass through Movies Anywhere, which is a, a free thing where I'm able to, so to speak, lend you one of the eligible movies in my digital movie collection, um, which is currently over like 80 titles, I think. Um, yeah, it's totally free. Go re- it helps out the show because you're leaving a review. You know, you don't even have to type anything. Just however many stars you want to give it. doesn't even have to be a good review. Just leave reviews so that you can help me out. That'd be awesome. Helps out the basement binge. Um, I hope my camera's focusing on me. It's flashing like crazy. It's not. I'm sorry. I think my microphone's... In. There we go. Um, yeah, so leave reviews on podchaser.com slash the basement binge. You'll be entered for a chance to win screen pass because I want to give away some free movies. Um, leave those reviews on Podchaser. As far as a creative shout out goes, this one was not submitted, but this is one that I found on my own. It's an animated short film. There's two of them. They're both under 10 minutes from, I'm going to mispronounce his name, O-C-O-R-O. I'm so sorry. I mispronounced your name. Um, there's going to be links to both Vimeo and YouTube for both of the films. One of them is called O. I don't, I don't even know how you'd say it. It's a parenthesis, then a zero, then a zero, then a closed parenthesis. Um, and then the other one's called Afternoon Class. I've watched them both like three times now, especially the, the O one, parenthesis, zero, 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 one. It's hilarious. It's amazing animation. They're super creative, incredible visual storytelling. Uh, they're just great to watch. I totally recommend them. They're sweet. So other things, follow me on Letterboxd. That's going to be linked as well if you want to, you know, see what I'm interested in. Also, if you want to help me prepare the episode on Isle of Dogs because I'm struggling there. But thanks for listening to the monthly update here at The Basin Binge. Thanks for subscribing on YouTube. Thanks for subscribing wherever you get the podcast. And of course, thank you for leaving a review on Podchaser and giving yourself a chance to win a free screen pass every month. Okay, I'm going to continue that forever. And I can give three of them away every month. So leave those reviews on Podchaser. Helps out the show a bunch, and it gives you a chance to win a free movie. Thanks for listening to the monthly update here at The Basin Binge. Those are all the things happening in the film world. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for now. Ciao, ciao.